0: Hi, this is Carson from Max Saturn, and you're listening to Rock at Night.
1: Charisse with Rocket night, and I'm here with Max Saturn in, in Detroit, Michigan, and we are talking about Michigan bands, the rich history of Michigan rock and roll, and we're trying to decipher, figure out, analyze why do so many good bands come from Detroit, and what is it about Detroit that makes it special?
0: Well, we, uh, we're talking about this for the past 10 minutes and we (laughs) forgot to start pressing record they missed out the people missed out on a lot we almost figured we almost figured the whole city out but I think what we concluded to to sum it up was the culture of and the work ethic you know and the factory workers that have been here and the type of hustle that's been curated over the last 50 years that's still somehow holding on even in the times that we're in today and the new mix of people the completely new mix of people that we have here today you know even in the music scene still have that same type of thing somehow it's held on over the years and it's just badass you know don't you can't explain it I think it's always going to be here as long as there's music in the city which I hope but yeah definitely is from that from that working culture from the assembly line you know like the Motor City it's the Motor City still we we've, we've been live we lived in Ferndale before now we live in Boston Edison and uh, at night you can hear the lodge from here you know you hear everybody's ca- everybody loves their car here you know that is and people are car culture is so friendly and so open so I think that like feeds into why everybody's nicer here you know not nicer but nice in the way that they're nice the northern nice because it's so damn cold you got to be so happy when you can but that's my take on it
2: yeah um just in detroit and all that i guess i almost uh i almost feel like unqualified to speak on it we're still kind of feeling it out and it out. yeah we're, we're kind of like you know uh just taking in everything we can take in and learning everything we can learn and it's been really you know nice to be here and excited for things to start like opening back up and giving us a chance to play out and, and see people and see music and 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 cars, like you said, like the whole culture, everything that's going on around here, you know? It's well, an exciting time.
0: Too. Like, we're like <laughs> <laughs> it, it's we're engulfed in the culture too, like yeah, as much good. as we try and stick out naturally just as like individuals and artists, because you have to stick out.
1: What are some of your favorite cars? Do you like the old classic cars? Oh,
0: God, yeah. You don't want to get a <laughs> start out? Actually. We got a couple old cars. Yeah, Nick's cool. got a Triumph. Uh, and I got a, a 71 staying. yeah so we like our cars we like our motors but uh it's mostly Nick and Angie uh, Angie's a big big NASCAR fan racing he'll talk racing all day he'll talk car
3: <laughs> yeah uh well yeah my my family's been uh in the auto industry for generations most of them have worked for Ford so I'm a big Ford guy but yeah I've been I've been a lifelong NASCAR and just racing fan in general it's definitely uh one of my biggest hobbies is just following, you know, and playing video games of <laughs> racing and stuff like that. But, yeah, it's definitely, you know, just part of our culture and what yeah, we do I here. Like yeah. It
2: hand-in-hand hand with music, too, like, when I was growing up. Like, uh, like uh, growing up and stuff, like old rock and roll music that my dad was showing me, blues music, all that stuff, like it was always hand-in-hand hand with car culture. It was just the other another thing that people liked, you know, like all the guys that liked cars and talked about all their – you know, their hot rods and stuff like that, you know, they were all into, you know, all the good rock music, and that's how I was turned on a lot of that stuff. There's, like, a lot of cross-pollination there, and I think the city's really rich with that specific cross-pollination of interests. so that's super cool. And, yeah, me and Angie both came up, like, working on cars and all that stuff with our with our dads and our families, and uh, it's just deep-rooted for sure, but, yeah, feeds into the music.
0: Well, it uh, goes back to the first question we were talking about, where the culture comes from in Detroit. Just the... I guess the concept of a car and all the moving parts that have to work together like much like jazz music, you know, like you have to have all these yeah, things man. working together. Not only the components in an engine, but what you'd have to do to make them in mass quantities and the type of relationships the employees would have, right? It's team, you know, it's like everybody pushing this one thing forward, and that's, you know, how we are as a band. Like everybody's got their role that they play We're all part of the assembly line, you know? right All part. All of, all yeah. City, yeah it's just an assembly line it's a rock and roll assembly line but it's we we you know we've had different variations of this band we've all been in different bands before and we've all done different things in different bands but this is you know we've we've finally found something that we all you know everything's you know we
3: have our role Yeah, we all joke around uh, about it that we have four front men in in jive in this band. (laughs) And it's because we all have done that role. Mike, our other guitarist, is in California right now, so he's not here. But uh, we've all, you know, done that role. And Ben you know, writing songs and in the scene for a long time. So then when we just come together and we all all know how it works, you know, we all know how a band is supposed to work in order to, you know, succeed. So it's like when we all fit into our roles and we're not overworking ourselves then and we're not thinking about too much, you know, and that's why we have a great team, like, besides the band, like, Austin, our manager, we got Zach, who runs the social media and does pretty much anything we need him to. Um, We got a great great video guy, great photo guy, great light guy, Tanner our sound guy who lives with us. So, yeah, we we have a we have the team together, you know, and that's that's from just all of our experiences and, you know, how we how we grew up pretty much.
1: I want to get to know the band, and I'm sure the people want to get to know the band. Who is Max Saturn? How did you guys get together? What are you working on? And what's going on in uh, 2021?
0: Well, Max Saturn's a rock and roll band from Detroit. (laughs) If you haven't already uh, figured that out now by what we've been talking about. Uh, We formed about a year and a half ago. We've been playing serious. We've been playing hard and we've been playing loud. What was the other part of your question? (laughs) How did we get together? I think this, the... Mm -hmm right there's a folk there's already folklore involved because of how long we've known each other yeah al kind of our producer pulled us together um and i think the detroit music scene as well pulled us together that's how we met angie uh he was in another group uh, he had a lead singer and when we decided to start looking for a drummer we tried to poach angie's drummer off of him and we ended up getting angie so (laughs) yeah so that's kind of, we've met through the scene and through, you know, our producer Al Sutton. And uh, what's, what are we working on right now? We're working on our biggest release ever. Uh, we're working again with, with Al Sutton, uh, you know, Grammy-winning producer, just a complete legend of a man. And we've been recording over in Royal Oak. Uh, we live in Detroit, but we've been working on this EP that's about to come out. Um, it's, I think it's in the finishing stages of mastering. Yep. So we're getting it out to the people that he knows and figuring out, you know, our strategy for how we want to release it, who we want to go with, you know. Um, but yeah, we, we were recording all summer and all winter, uh, kind of coinciding with the pandemic. So we were really able without having any live shows planned, we were really able to bunker down and just write a ton of songs. And even, you know, moving from Ferndale, we wrote a ton of songs in that house, but this house that you see, we're writing a ton of new songs in here every day. And the gigging is starting back up, so we've got gigs in the works. We are playing at the Magic Stick on August 14th in Detroit. You know, great venue. You guys have probably been to shows there. With the Hand Grenades for an album. We're supporting our friend's band, the Hand Grenades for their album release. So that's gonna be a huge show. It's probably our biggest event we got lined up, but Shows are starting to come back. We're trying to get on festivals. Hopefully we'll get on Arts Beats and Eats here. So um, we're just excited to get in front of the local you know, people again and just play after writing for so long. So that's kind of what we've been doing and uh, what we plan to do. I think that was all you asked.
1: Now, the band's name is Max Saturn. I know your last name is Matt, correct? Where does the Saturn come from?
0: I like it as much credit as around <laughs> around <him. laughs> everything revolves around the Mac, baby, and that's it. You can print that one. That's <laughs> the that's it. the answer forever. But uh, I think the name came out of the abyss, and we just, as a band, w- uh, we hate change, <laughs> so we always wanted to just keep it. We never, uh, it's never been a idea to change it ever. But I guess over the course of us ha- keeping it, it's developed a new meaning to us, I guess, and. We kind of, uh, yeah. The Mac was a quintessential, but the Saturn, I yeah, think, the Saturn's what really stuck. Just you know, the symbolism it has as a planet alone, as as well as an astrological sign, is kind of. Uh, I don't know. We we definitely we jive with it. Yeah, we just identify with it, I guess, oddly, and we didn't. It wasn't drawn up that way or anything, Our but. Friend,
4: like, Jeff? Jeff?
0: Uh, I don't. Uh, I don't actually know
4: the exact reasoning behind it but we were kind of in a we were in a group text with a friend of ours and he just said it and we were kind of like that's it like that just sounds right and yeah we've run with it for since then
2: (laughs) yeah i was gonna say it never really like felt unnatural to us you know i think like sometimes after like five or six years of jamming on something you know whatever i don't know like Things get stale, but that always felt like it stuck around through whatever we were doing or working on at the time. And now it felt right to use it for, for what we're working on now. You know, it just felt like the natural thing to do. Yeah, you uh,
0: you come to identify with it. You know, it's like a weird, I don't know, identity thing. Because what do you really call your what we're doing? You know, like the, these you know five guys putting all their energy into this music. You know, at this level that we're trying to do it at. As authentically and genuine and like intensely as we can, you know, at this stage in our life, what do you call something like that? You know, that's the hardest thing to put a name on. So I think we just always stuck with the one thing, and it's starting to become who we are. It's like backwards almost. It's
1: fun. Have you like a planet? What? Okay, Have I noticed. I noticed your logo has a very pop retro kind of font. And even your sound, when I first heard you guys, I was thinking like mid '60s Stones. Is that who you guys identify with? Because you do have kind of a nostalgic retro, and especially you, when you, you, that Mick Jagger kind of feel. Yeah,
0: pop retro might be the best. Pop retro <laughs> might uh, heavy, heavy as heavy as a planet. <laughs> and a p- planet. you guys, into, you guys want a job <laughs> as marketing? <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, we gotta admit, we love the Rolling Stones. I mean, who doesn't? This can <laughs> They're just the hottest band of all time, man. Well, well f- for as long as they can hold on to it. They're going to be in trouble here in a minute. But, yeah, I think uh, the type of music we listen to and the way the relationship we have with music that's been released is very interesting and I think it goes very deeply into how we write songs and how we interact with each other and how we communicate with people even. The rotation of music is like we've got these pillars of obviously bands that we always listen to like Steely Dan and the Rolling Stones and, you know, Willie Nelson and, uh, you know, that that list is, you know, thick deck. But we've got this rotating
2: uh, new plate.
0: Always new, always new, you know, we're, and we get into something new every week. Like, you, you know.
2: Oh, uh, yeah, definitely. Like, there's, like he's saying, we have the go-tos and then everybody's kind of got their own, like, kind of niche or subgenre that they're into or like even just in passing and so you you pick up on things from every corner of music and it's such a broad spectrum and I'm I'm always so excited about that because I really just think you can you kind of learn from anything you can you can take something from any kind of music as a musician you know as a craftsman and that's something that you should be excited about and like I think anytime like i've been really into world music this year stuff like that from out of the country angelo showed me a ton of like heavy like angelo and jeff both actually ton of like metal and heavy music stuff that i would never have been exposed to carson's into like the reggae they're in the country and western stuff that we're getting into tons of jazz like it's just an obsession with learning everything we can all learn about every kind of music so that when it comes out of us it's the most authentic genuine not through some conception of like what we think this might be supposed to sound like or whatever, like what it should maybe sound like. This is what we know and it's coming back out of us in a genuine way, you know.
1: Your music has that retro feel, yet we're talking 50, 60 years ago you know when the stones came out and you're saying that you like a lot of the steely dan which is 70s music i noticed a lot of the bands in the millennium are kind of going back to that were you did your parents play that kind of music at home or why why that era why are you attracted to it yeah.
0: well that's another interesting part of the group that we have each of our parents have a different relationship with music in which they instilled in us and we could go you know down the line, you know. Like, uh, my, yeah, my my dad was, nobody in my family was musical at all, but Angie's got, yeah, and he'll tell you, but, um, like, my dad showed me, you know, Zeppelin and the Stones and rock and roll and, um, you know, like, at a very early age, and then I didn't even start playing music until after high school, so my relationship was like that. Angie's dad's been a piano
3: player, he'll tell yeah my dad uh he's he's a fantastic piano player and uh went to Berklee college of music and you know really got me started really young and you know just just instilled a love of music in in me and just of learning music and being open and receptive to like every different genre and style you know but i, I feel like i think uh like why we come back to that retro sound is because all of like the it seems like all of the greatest and i'm not you know trashing anybody but all the greatest like most well-known artists from Detroit were from those eras. you know Motown and all the great rock and roll the early 70s and but you know you know we've had Kid Rock and Eminem and some great artists since but at the same time like that's you know that's where Detroit's roots were you know so we're just trying to keep that alive and you know keep that soul and energy you know and yeah
1: essentially you're keeping the fire burning so really you dug you dug down into the roots and i just yeah because i just find it intriguing that people that are you know 20 something are really digging that kind of retro sound and i i think a lot of people are just tired maybe of cutting and pasting sound bites and they want to actually hear acoustic or a real like a a real guitar solo and just real music. I, are you finding that with your friends too?
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think the the biggest thing is the translation to like the live show. I think like people are excited to see our band live because like it's there's nothing that's put on. It's just five dudes plugged into their amplifiers. Angie's on the drums, Carson's singing like no bullshit. This is what it is and this is what it sounds like, man. And it's like that's fun to watch because it's so human that way, you know what I mean? And like that's I think uh something Exactly it's it's much more even on a bigger stage even you know it's more intimate when you're not playing to a track when you're playing it authentically you know whatever I don't go to a show
4: I don't go to a show to like hear a pre-recorded thing like I mean that music has its place and I like a lot of that music but yeah like I like to see someone plug in and play an instrument like that's why I go to a show
2: because it, I think uh I think again it just goes back to the the craftsmanship thing around here and that's what it's all about, like as as craftsmen, when we go to a show, we want to go see another craftsman do what he's doing or do what they're doing um, and that's that's i think there's something so attractive about that as an audience member um, I think that that's what keeps people interested in that kind of that kind of sound,
3: yeah, and also like you know a lot of our generation you know listens to more electronic type music but but at the same time. As long as you're making them dance, they will like what you're playing, you know? And that's, you know, that's why I feel like a lot of a lot of kids nowadays can't get into certain genres of rock or metal because they can't dance to it, they can't move to it. So we're, we're thinking about that all the time. Like, that's probably my number one principle of, like, playing drums, you know, is, like, I want the people to dance. Like, I'm going to play a beat that they want to move to, you know? So I think that helps to, like really make all of our friends love our band and like we have we have the best friends that just support us because they they love the music like they they feel it the style, you
2: know. yeah I, I think that's that's always the trick and to bring it back to like uh my relationship with music as a younger person my, the way that my parents brought me up with it and stuff like my dad was a, a very like craftsman focused, like that kind of brain musician He's a drummer. He's been a rock and roll drummer forever. Like, he's the man. I mean, he always preached that sort of, like, (laughs) (laughs) he always preached that sort of, like, when you go see a band live, they should be tight. And if you're going to be in a band, you shouldn't get on stage unless you're tight. And, like, that's just his attitude about it. And as hard-nosed as he was, my mom, on the other hand, loved pop music and, like, Michael Jackson and Shaka Khan and, like, all that stuff. And so, like, I got just as much of the other side of that. And so that infectious, like, that, that retro pop thing is, like, like I want to almost trick people into dancing to pop music through like a rock and roll lens, you know what I mean? And like and I think like Angelo was saying people like to come see that because like even if you don't like guitar music, you can still dance and have a drink and have a good time and like that's worth I think aspiring to.
0: Yeah, rock and roll doesn't have to be something that your parents was into and now you, you know, it's kind of coming back like bell bottom jeans. It's something that's always been around and it's something anyone can dance to it's some it's universal music you know you know and, and we love all this new music that's out too like is the much love we have for older music we you know have an equal love for everything that's come since 70s or well, even recent bands like um that's awesome. yeah that's a lot I like them a lot there's uh yeah even bigger bands like the strokes and the arctic monkeys are still putting out great music uh, a lot of uk acts Jake Bug, Jake Jake Bug, the the Struts, yeah. So we saw the Struts play with uh, Greta Van Fleet and Flint a couple years ago, yeah. So I mean, there's a ton of new groups, KG Elephant, yeah, yeah. But the authentic sounding stuff, like how it sounds old but new, uh, like you're saying, our music sounded to you. you know we want more of that you know to come out and there's some such a responsibility as an artist in this time you know like of 2021 you know like this is especially with everything that's happened in the last two years this is the time you know we have a responsibility to, to do something here you know we got to keep this thing going because stuff will die out it will go away and things move so fast now you gotta hold on and carry on the tradition of culture that's, I mean, it's just as important as
2: family. I think it's just, like, honestly, even uh, to that point, it's not, not something we are cognizant about, really. I think it's just really who we are as a band and as, as dudes, and, like, that's what we believe in, and I think that fire just burns deep, you know? We just love our music. We love playing rock and roll for, for people, for whoever wants to listen, so, and we're going to keep doing it as long as we can, I think. <laughs> yeah, I just, like,
4: I just like the, the reason I do this is because I want to make people feel the same feelings I get from listening to music and going to shows, like that's what it's all about to me. And to know that even one person gets that feeling that I'm looking for, then like that's the goal.
0: That's why you gotta play live. That's mm-hmm. why it's like, it's, it's interesting since the last year we've been working with Al, Al Sutton, Grammy winning producer <laughs> and <laughs> local Rail Oak business owner. We've really become a studio band in a way. He's really taught us a lot. He's put in the time with us to really, you know, in his own crazy way. He's just, he's a crazy, he's a crazy bastard. (laughs) But yeah, but But we, we're we're normally a live band. That's how we cut, I mean, we're your Detroit band. I mean, we, grew up and played and just played anywhere pj's logger house three three nights a week we did one time it's like we're a live band we've always been a live band because of what jeff said we want people to experience what we're experiencing we want them to be right there you want to take them along something and that's why a show is so important you know but the studio we've been able in the last year to make these songs and these sounds in the studio that we could have never even dreamed and that you can just can't do live you know or you could, you we can do live now that we've wrote
2: it, but think think to
0: do it live. Like
2: the ceiling of possibility. The, s- the ceiling of possibility when you have somebody like that taking you under their wing is so high, and like we learned so much so fast, it was like rock and roll boot camp, and Great. it was crazy. So like now we can kind of write like a studio band when we're in here working, we can practice and think like a studio band, and then when it comes time to go play a show, you know we just change gears a little bit. Yeah, it's like two-headed two-headed
0: monster. It's like two, you know, you can have two. And I think when we were a little bit younger, we didn't think like that, you know. But there's a two is two things going on at the same time, two forms of communication, you know, like right there and right here. It's very different, but it's it's the same. It's
2: like the personal musical experience and then the community. Yeah. experience. Yeah. Has that changed your mm-hmm. perspective on what you write about, like your songwriting mm-hmm. themes oh, and yeah,
4: topics? Right.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Hundred percent, and just even the f- the, like getting a drummer and me coming out front and you know what what we're writing and when we write and when when we're spitballing stuff or writing lyrics or writing a melody or something worth i'm th- we're all thinking about playing it to people to people
2: because like we have this we have this great luxury of having detroit's best rock on tour as our lead singer and so with that you know you can uh sorry jack uh with that you know you can write songs that are very immersive and, and you can get creative with the way that you tell a story. And like, that is to me is like, that's a blast. Like that part of songwriting that That gets my brain going, you know? And, and so like we get, we can get so creative and, and we get inspired by, you know, whatever films we're into at the time, movies we're watching, what things like we take inspiration from anything, you know? And it's, it's cool because the sky is really the limit.
0: Yeah.
1: Now you have an EP coming out. Um, I'm presuming that you were planning to do maybe a tour. Are you planning to do a tour? And you said you you really are a live band, so you 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 really should be traveling or yeah. showing yourself live and everything. Uh, tell me about plans in that area. Yeah.
0: Well, uh, Mr. Rockefeller of the touring world, if you're listening to this recording. We'd love to play the biggest show you could possibly get. <laughs> and I think we would knock it out of the park. The pl- we to be the first band to play at the big house. Yeah. Uh-huh. And we want to be the first band to play on multiple planets. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just some, small, uh, some, just some small dreams. But our plan is to play. Obviously, uh, the last year or so, that hasn't been a dream to have. I mean, we have dreamt it, uh, you know, staying up late at night, tossing and turning but now we can start dreaming to play in front of people again so that's it's like a whole it's like a second coming of you know it's great so that's new and we plan to play everywhere anywhere we want to get out of the state and play to other people and that is the plan we don't know exactly how we're going to do it but we're evangelize Detroit. right right <laughs> yeah but yeah we also want to you know do stuff here and play here a bunch and get just get this culture turning more and more and more a lot to do but uh, yeah the plan is to play out and to get on the road and uh, we don't know with who yet but maybe the Rolling Stones will pick us up to open yeah. for them if they dare if they dare
1: any last words you would like people to know about who max Saturn is or
2: it's not like you're dead <laughs>
0: The last words of Max Saturn will be this. <laughs> Listen to it, enjoy it, dance to it, and if you get a chance to see us live, come give us a kiss or something. We're excited to be back out and we're excited for this, right? Yeah, be vaccinated. We're excited to be back out and to uh have music coming out again. We're just excited for everyone to hear the hard work we've been, you know, putting in and uh for everyone to hear this, you know, this new this new group Um, and I think that's just about sums it up
3: you're listening to rock at night
4: the introductory song get on down is from blues
1: artist billy billy bass alford look for his music at reverbnation.com